A reading from the book of Mark, chapter 12. One of the scribes came near and heard them disputing with one another. And seeing that he answered them well, he asked him, which commandment is the first of all? Jesus answered, the first is, hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. The second is this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. Then the scribe said to him, you are right, teacher. You have truly said that he is one, and beside him there is no other. And to love him with all the heart, and with all the understanding, and with all the strength, and to love one's neighbor as oneself. This is much more important than any whole burnt offerings and sacrifices. When Jesus saw that he answered wisely, he said to him, you are not far from the kingdom of God. After that, no one dared to ask him any question. The Gospel of our Lord. Thanks be to God. It has been a joy over these last few weeks as our Mount Olivet members come up and share a little slice of their faith story and most especially that um, everyone's style and story is unique to who they are as a person. And so tonight, Barb, it's just a joy to have you with us, Barb Nelson, a member here at Mount Olivet. And um, in light of this gospel reading tonight, the sense of a call to love and Barb has a collection of stories that she would like to share. Hi, my name is Barb Nelson, and I've been a member of Mount Olivet for about 12 years. Kirsten asked me to speak because I was always helping my neighbors, or so she thinks. My first answer was no, I have trouble speaking and allergies. I'm an accounts payable clerk at DDS in Brooklyn Park. I want you to, she said with a smile. I have a Christmas card from my great-grandmother. It is written in her shaky handwriting. We are quite well, but we have our bad days also. We are thankful for God for his blessings, that he always brings us into another new day of life, and may his blessings be yours also. I have a poem my grandpa Nelson wrote when he was a shepherd in Montana back in 1905. I want to read the last few lines of the poem. There's one thing I must say. There's a great roundup a-coming someday when cowboys like cattle shall stand and be judged by the rider of justice who knows all the boys and their brands. And I wonder how many young cowboys shall enter that bountiful land. I had taught kids on Sunday, on Sunday morning as part of the Pathways program at Luther Church of the Master. I went to the doctor and, told, and was told I had a... Um, STD. My first thought was I could not go back to church. I went the next Sunday to meet my friend Patty at Country Kitchen on 42nd in New Hope. Afterwards, everybody was turning into Crystal Free, and I must have signed the guest register because a few days later, three people showed up at my apartment. How did you like our church? Someone asked. This was like 
in the 80s, beginning of the 80s. Um, I started to cry, I didn't like your church. You have communion at the beginning of the service and everyone leaves after the sermon. One of the guys looks at me and says, does your church believe in Jesus? And I said, yes. Does your church believe in forgiveness? And I said, yes. We think you should go back to your church. <laughs> well, now that you know about me, I want to tell you about some of my neighbors. I moved from Brooklyn Park to New Hope over 20 years ago, and I have been having chronic back pain. And I had trigger point injections and, and um, acupuncture and gone to the chiropractor, and, and it was just going on for years. And um, I was looking at a bottle of pills, and it was about 1 o'clock in the morning, and, and God intervened again. Someone knocked on my door and wanted to know if I had coffee. Anyway, that's how I met my neighbor, Barb Gaffney. She couldn't sleep and wanted to talk. She started telling me about her daughter and kidney dialysis and her two granddaughters. Skip ahead 20 years. Pastor Beth said something about checking on her neighbors one hot Sunday last July. I stopped by after church. Her legs were all swollen and she was without food and cigarettes. I went to the gas station and bought her a sandwich and some cigarettes. You need to go to the hospital, I said. Finally, on Wednesday, she called me from North Memorial. She was hospitalized for four days and then went to Northridge Care Center. I bought and brought her clothes. I packed up her apartment and helped her move things out of her apartment to an empty garage. I don't know what her relationship was, her, was with her daughter or granddaughters. I know that her daughter lives past Alexandria and has dialysis three times a week, but no one came to visit her besides me and another neighbor who worked at Northridge. Barb died on Monday, February 22nd, 2016. I met my friend Marlene at LCM. Um, she had cerebral palsy and um, she was part of this outing group and she met her husband, Dan. And they bought a twin home in New Hope. <coughs> um, Dan was a big man and he was paralyzed from the chest down. Dan moved into a nursing home about three years after they were married. Marlene fought for Dan's independence and his wishes. He passed away about 10 years ago, and about six years ago, her mom moved in with her. Her mom was from Thief River Falls. I have always admired Marlene, watching her as a wife, a daughter, and a friend. She's always appreciative, and I do not mind taking her to the store or bank or Walgreens. Her mom usually pays me $3 to pick up her prescriptions. Wayne lives downstairs from me. He's 84 with heart and lung problems. He and his wife raised six kids. His wife passed away about 15 years ago. He gave up drinking and cigarettes after his first heart attack 34 years ago. I've met three of his kids and their spouses and two of his grandkids. Both of my sisters live in Oregon and I went to his daughter Kathy's house for Easter and Christmas. Friday night he said something about going to Mystic Lake tomorrow. I had brought Marlene and her mom to come and, they wanted to go, and I asked if they wanted to go with. We'd love to go, they said. When I got home, I called Wayne. <clears throat> what are you doing, I asked. I'm getting ready to leave. I'm up 80 bucks. What's up? Well, I asked, well, I said, Marlene, I asked Marlene and her mom if they wanted to go to Mystic, and they said yes. Maybe we should meet you there. He knows I hate driving 169. No, he says, I'll come back and pick you guys up, and we'll go again. So Wayne came back and picked <laughs> up Marlene and her mom, and we had a great time, and her mom came up $224 richer, and she's 90 years old. <laughs> um, then came Monday. Wayne took a cab to North Memorial. 
and truth, he hadn't been feeling good for several weeks. They diagnosed the problem as water around his heart and increased his LASIK pill. He came home today with oxygen. I should have drawn optimistic myself. Don't feel guilty, he said. I feel sorry for the girl in apartment 208. She and her son have to move at the end of the month. She bought a newer car and then lost her job. She leaves notes asking for money after I've gone to bed. I know <clears throat> sometimes she needs a quarter or two for pop, sometimes it's five, sometimes 20 or more. I know it must be hard being a single mom. I've been buying extra groceries and adding to her laundry card. I think she's a good mom. I've seen her turn into the tickle monster when her son fell off a scooter. She plans on moving in with a friend the end of the month. Um, I certainly do not give all requests for help that I get in the mail or the phone. Sometimes my generosity and my selfishness border on foolishness help me to truly recognize the needs of my neighbor. I have had good neighbors and friends when I've had back pain or when I broke my ankle. I have been blessed and may his blessings be yours also. One of the things that has been um, a blessing for me in having conversations with Barb up to this night is um, one of our conversations she talked about, I said, where does this come from? Your need or desire to be responsive to your neighbor right next to you. And, and you talked about your family a little bit. And, and so can you talk about where that formed in your heart as you were kind of growing up and, and your parents and... And, and you're growing up that kind of led you to, to be responsive to your neighbor like that? Um, I did have a good family upbringing and, and, you know, grew up in the church and stuff. Um, I didn't take it, obviously, to heart all the time, but, um, you know, I, my parents were good neighbors and, you know, and helped, helped other people with snow shoveling or when they needed help, and I think we just grew up that way. Okay, so it was just a part of everyday part of your life growing up? Great. Um, thank you, thank you, Barb, on behalf of all of us for naming those moments that we may consider insignificant in our lives. Um, but when we talk about missional church and this concept of it, Barb is living it on a day to day basis with the people right in her midst. And for us, there aren't heroic measures necessarily that we have to be about to think about ourselves as missional in the world. Um, but it is being responsive to our neighbor and being that expression of love. And thank you for your stories about that. Can we give her one more round of applause? <laughs> thank you. Thank you, Beth.